Dude, that's a good way to start. The last time you and I saw each other, we were cleaning houses together for a job. Wait, really? Yeah, that'd be the last time I saw you. Holy cow! I that I forgot about that. Yeah, we used to have to take my like nineteen eighty six Jetta, and we would clean like what clean, abandoned house because he only had a motorcycle. That's right. Holy That'd cow! The last time you and I saw each other, we were doing. I just like completely forgot about that. Nine fifteen hour or something like that. No, that was like fifteen, wasn't it, bro? That was <laughs> not fifteen dollars an hour. It had to have been because I was making like fifteen dollars an hour at my day job, so it had to have been worth more than that to be worth it. Maybe you were getting paid fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> no way! No, I was getting paid fifteen dollars yeah, an hour. You were a. Um, do we have? We're up. Or we we're going? we're rolling now. You were yeah, a worship okay. pastor. I was a worship pastor. Yeah, for are you still ten years now. Are you still doing no, anything no. like that? Just playing yeah. with playing, just playing drunken bands and throughout playing with drunken bands, <laughs> playing drunk in bands, <laughs> playing drunk in bands. I can't. No, no. I'm just kidding. No, I wish that would not be a good set. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's actually wild. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So okay. So state who you are to the yeah. camera or yeah, whatever. Which camera? At, well, we got to we got to intro this real quick. Well, that's what we're doing. Yeah, with the, oh, our, our our thing. Welcome. To, to cookie. cookie profits, where we talk about cookies and profits. It's profits with a ph. Who's the profit? Are you? We the, are, we're, the, we're, we're the profits. Wow, yeah. But we haven't yeah. launched the launched it yet. So we have. We did a episode with Joel Bomber. Okay. Um, he's the profit part of the cookies and profits. <laughs> he's the profit. Sure. He's, he's not the profit. Cookies, be the he launch. gave us the okay on the name. So. Like, we're like, is this okay? Is this like sacrilegious? I don't feel great like, about it, but it's good. Let's do it. <laughs> he's, like, no, he's like, yeah, it's, I think it's fine. Okay. If Joel the preacher says so, then it's okay. <laughs> no, we should be fine. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um. So this is episode number three. No, we did one with ourselves. Oh, yeah, we did. Three yeah, and yeah. a half. So, yep. So yeah, three and a half. Sweet. Congratulations. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't launch it yet. We're basically building like five and then we're going to launch it. And we're just trying to grow out our beers, beards a while or the profit I love picture. It. I love it. But that's not working because we both can't grow a beard. But right. anyway, enough about us. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. And then we'll talk about how, last time we saw each other and where life has been. But go ahead. So Give, funny. give yourself your best so, intro. The best intro I have. It was a long time ago. I was, it came out of my mother's womb. Uh, in the city of Lebanon. <laughs> oh, Lebanon. Wow. oh man, Lebanon. just on the street, huh? Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Sheesh. Yeah, wow, you really made it. Sauce, why did y'all live back there? No, uh, yeah, I really made it. <laughs> the one and only person to come out of Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, Brandon. I started a digital marketing company with my wife a number of years back, and uh, been doing that. Been doing lead generation and SEO mostly for home services. Started as a side hustle. Started as like. Dude, we thought we were rolling in it. We made our first 100 bucks. Dude, we thought we were killing it, dude. And then we, you know, took the right next step, small steps. And uh, yeah, now we've got a staff of over 100 full-time people. We're over all over the country, all over the world at this point. So it's been, yeah, it's been a trip. When did you life. start? Uh, like as COVID was happening. Because wow. at the time, uh-huh. you know, I was, I was pastoring. So I was yeah. doing music for churches, art for churches. And, you know, my fear was like, any of us about to have jobs here in the next, you know, yeah. six months. So we started this side hustle um, of just doing lead gen and uh, it took off and did that for about six, seven months. And then once we both replaced our incomes, we both just quit our jobs each individually and ran it full time. And last year, what was your income? My last year at that year, it's personally the company's top line. Dude, that's a great question. I think th- I think we did uh, in call revenue something like two and a half, three million dollars. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. yeah. Total as total the full business uh, without sales. Yeah. So just in recurring revenue, two and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So our product's interesting because we could sell sites and then we also just like keep the money that those sites then make. So from servicing contracts, that's the stuff that really excites me because that shows how that metric is points to like how well our sites are actually performing yeah. versus the upfront sale price. So yeah. the recurring revenue is a very exciting metric. Yeah. Okay. So you're, yeah. you're, Monthly reoccurring revenue is like two, two or three million. That was our annual. Oh, yeah. Annual. Okay. Yeah. Right now we're doing about half a million, five hundred to six hundred thousand dollars a month in okay. just calls, sold calls, basically. And that's oh. and that's the full business as a whole. There's no, you're not that's hiding it. any other. No. Okay. <laughs> I just wonder. <laughs> no. Um, no, we do. Yeah. About. I think we ended uh, last month just shy of, just shy of five hundred thousand dollars. That's awesome. And sold calls. Yeah. That's incredible. Thank you, man. Um. So. Let's talk about how we know each other. So last time we saw each other, which you just brought up, we were both, I think I spent that entire time cleaning this bathroom because <laughs> it hadn't been cleaned in like 20 years, probably. It's like abandoned or something. It was abandoned house, house yeah, but yeah. like the people that abandoned the house also abandoned cleaning the house yeah. way before they left the house physically. Yeah. Yeah. And you said we were making nine fifty an hour. I'm super hazy <laughs> on that. I have no clue. Wait, what did I you say? I was 15? Like 15, but maybe. It's got maybe, 9.50 in cookies, baby. Maybe yeah. Noah was just like. Stiffing me. Yeah. No, he would never do that. <laughs> Whose business was that? Was that yours? Or? No, was our, like a, a friend of ours was working for somebody and it was like a real estate yeah i think they were flipping houses and our crew was the first the people who would go in first yeah so we typically they bought foreclosures or whatever right we would be the first ones to go in and like which actually funny enough after that i started being the guy that was taking the pictures before the company bought them oh okay so i was like inspecting the houses or whatever yeah dude but that was the last time we were together is you and i were part of the cleaning crew yeah and uh that's crazy and we what, going what, to some absolute dumps what year was that that was a while ago 2018 no 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 no, <laughs> no. Dude, that was like, Bro, that was like 15 <laughs> that was like 20 yeah 14 15 I, I don't have a bad memory i have a horrible one. but that would have been the last time i saw you it's 2014 that's crazy is that crazy yeah that is crazy COVID, so like, you, moved, time. you moved to florida yeah as you, people do you bought a mansion <laughs> as people do and uh got out of here tax evasion baby yeah, it's legal yeah. tax evasion. See, we just State like getting we just like getting our taxes liability down to zero every year. Oh wow, good for you. Well, no, I like avoiding maybe, them all together. Know, maybe not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, so in 2015 you moved to Florida and bought a mansion? Uh, I wish. No, we started it. So this company was started in 2018. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, I've been doing it uh, 2019. I guess it was somewhere right around there. And uh, yeah, we were at the time uh, we we had lived historically kind of between here and uh, Sarasota, Florida. So okay. Siesta Key is a cool beach down there. So we kind of lived down there. Mm-hmm. We moved down there for the first time. I was working at a church down there in about 2016, I think. Oh, and, wow. See, uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So we were work. I was working pastor in a church down there in 2016. And then we started having kids. We came back up here and then COVID hit. Yeah. And then uh, timing worked out. We just moved back up. COVID hit. We started the business kind of all at the same time. Yeah. Then once we replaced our incomes, we were like, well, hey, if we're going to live anywhere, we're going to move back down to Florida. So we were up here for like two years and then moved back down to Florida. So, and then, you know, for the last four or five years, we've been just bouncing back and forth all the time. So did you have a background in marketing or no, no, no. what did did you know about that? Let's let's the full aspect of everything that you do, run us, run, run it, run down the gamut of what that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll go. yeah. Yeah. So really how it started, no background in marketing or anything like that. Um, it was kind of a rabbit hole. 
we got into at the beginning of COVID was, hey, the lead generation um, is coined as rank and rent, quote unquote, was kind of how people were banking it. Um, and so, you know, conceptually it was, hey, we're going to build PhiladelphiaConcrete.com, just generic content, not really a business name. I think we called it like Philadelphia Concrete Solutions or something like that. Not really a business name, very generic content, right? Uh -huh. um, all the copy was pretty baseline. Um, we got it, built the site, learned all the tricks of the trade of SEO, got it ranked to the top of Google. People started calling it. And then I don't, I've never put concrete a day in my life. Like I have no freaking clue what I'm doing, but I just routed all the calls straight to my cell phone. Cause I was like, well, I don't know what else to do with this thing. Right. How long so, did it take to get ranked? Uh, a few months. Yeah. So kind of at the meantime, we started working on some other cities. you were doing that by yourself. Yeah. Just me and my wife. Yeah. You yeah, guys yeah. were just basically yeah. writing blog posts yeah. centered around Philadelphia contract. Yep. 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 Around Philadelphia concrete. Got this thing ranked to the top of Google. Turn uh, so got this thing ranked at the top of Google and then all these people started calling my cell phone like, hey, I'm looking for concrete work, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so for the longest time, dude, I just acted like a receptionist. I was just kind of like, cool. Yeah, let me get some information from you and I'll have somebody give you a call. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but they never did. Right. <laughs> they right. never gave me a call because I was didn't know what I was doing. So then my next phone call was like. So you were just like, will this idea bro, work? I just, I just, yeah, just write their information down. And then I started calling concrete contractors in the area. Hey, I've got this lady. She just called me. She needs like a pretty sizable like new patio it's probably like a couple thousand dollar job do you have any interest in going and looking at it and i just pitched it as like hey this is just free i'm not asking anything from you can you just call this lady and go get the job and most contractors were like yeah sure yeah i'll give her a call so i give her a call and then uh that kept happening and i found like one guy who i liked working with he he was nice because that's like hard to find with concrete so guys. how do you how do you go from i'm giving you these for free to now i'm gonna charge you so for it's you know my approach with it was to be as lackadaisical and conversational as possible yeah. i didn't pitch i was a marketing company i didn't pitch i was like trying to do this i think all i said to the guy was like hey you know I, i've just got this website it gets calls can i just forward all them to you and he's like yeah of course and uh you know my thought was like so i give you 30 new jobs a month something like that i was like what's the annual i was just playing ignorant. I was like, what's the, like, how much does it cost? Like the average job to pour concrete? He's like, maybe 2000 bucks. So I was like, okay, 30 jobs, $2,000 average. Like I can get you 60,000 bucks of work. How's $500? You just shoot me $500 and I'll just forward all the calls straight to your cell phone. In his mind, he's like, yeah, dude, of course. Of course. That's yeah. great. Like that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Um, so we did that. Um, he's like, how do you want me to pay you? And I was like, um, Cash app would be just fine, or Venmo. I don't know, like because oh, at the yeah. time, dude, we were I just hate like the people that are like, yeah, I have Zelle or cash. Yeah, app. I got Zelle or like or cash. I can meet yeah. you down in Kensington yeah. and give you some cash. Um, and so of course we're not going to do that, right? So he paid me five hundred bucks, and at the time we we're like, holy cow, because the right. overhead of like managing that website well, is extremely low. Considering right. we nothing. were just we were just cleaning houses for nine fifty an hour. Yeah, apparently, which so that was the first I totally one. forgot about. So that was the first one. So we Dude, did that. As you're talking, I'm having memories of like the cat carpet that we all ripped out. There we go. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dude, we, we, we were just children life. too, man. It's crazy. Yeah, they allowed anyway. us to go into these places. Yeah. but So you were talking about ranking, getting your site ranked mm -hmm. and not knowing anything about concrete or mm -hmm. not even living in Philadelphia. Yeah. So how were you coming up with the topics to write about? Like, well, how were you getting your website ranked? Yeah. So it's pretty basic, pretty basic concepts of... A, what are people searching for, right? So like if you needed concrete work in Philadelphia, based off of our keyword research, we it shows that the most people search the actual phrase concrete contractors Philadelphia PA. Like 
that's the phrase people type into Google. Mm -hmm. um, that will yield different results than if people type Philadelphia concrete contractors or even just concrete contractors Philadelphia and leave off the PA. Like the, all of those things yield different results, right? right. So it, for us, it always started with what is the exact phrase that people are searching for? And then we're gonna build and optimize websites based off of the exact thing people are searching for. And when you laser in that tight, here's the exact wordage, uh -huh. um, it ended up working really well for our rankings. Oh. Um, and so we did that. And then, you know, the thought process for us at the time was like, well, we could just build Pittsburgh and Baltimore and fencing and decks and trees. And like, you just yeah. X that across the entire country. Right. Um, Which for yeah. contractors, it's also a great niche because no contractor is really thinking about, I mean, there might be some, but thinking about SEO or like no. marketing, they're yeah. just, they want the work. Well, and that's our, so our sweet spot, right? Cause you're calling a lot of contractors. Our sweet spot was the guy who is obviously not on the first few pages of Google. He doesn't need our help. Like, um, and, and it's not, it's generally speaking, not young people. That's why like we started with concrete It's because a lot of the people we found and hit up across the country, we found them in like yellow pages or like oh, wow. Craigslist ads. Like they were posting like, I'm a concrete contractor for 45 years. Like they don't know Google, right. they, don't, yeah. they don't know social stuff. Like, yeah. you know, they're still just using Craigslist as their like means of advertising. That is a great person for us to target. Mm -hmm. um, and if they've been pouring concrete 40 something years, A, they know what they're doing. They're probably pretty good. Um, and B, they probably aren't broke. Like they probably have enough money to pay me 500 bucks to get them $60,000 worth, right. worth of work, you know? So right. um, it took a little bit of targeting of what our specific person was that we, you know, were looking for. And uh, yeah, then we just scaled from there. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's you crazy. said you had a hundred employees. Yes, we got a hundred full time, over hundred, about hundred and ten, I think. Last I checked. And where are the, where are your employees? Are they all local? Or We've like... got forty something spread throughout the United States. So none here in Pennsylvania. I've got a handful of them down in Florida. Uh -huh. um, got a pod of people in Charlotte, and then uh, yeah, kind of all over. And they're just and what are they doing? United States. Yeah, um, anything from our sales team hitting up contractors all day long to get sites rented out to writing copy and building sites because um, we've got 6,000 sites now yeah. and all 6,000 of them have, <laughs> you know, unique content, unique imaging, um, targeted to those specific locations. So a lot of writers, a lot of developer people, and then all of our overseas people. And you're doing are, it all on WordPress? Yeah, all yeah. WordPress. So yeah. it's all, Jeez. you have your, I mean, but you'll, you'll have your, you probably have your templates now by now mm -hmm. and you have your copy adjusted per yeah where you're going or whatever yep, that's right yeah. yeah so it's pretty basic uh content pretty basic content and copy huh. um and then yeah we just use general templates and you know the hardest thing for us is google's algorithm is constantly changing yeah so it's it's just staying on top of what currently works and, and you ranking. can't use like i mean what's it called the panda update remember when that happened in no. like 2000 is that what the update was called i don't know well, you used to be able to just buy a ton of websites or like buy a ton oh. of like backlinks for like 50 bucks. Oh, oh, sure. And all the sure. Shoot the, and yeah, then, there's all kinds of authority scores and spam scores that happen now with yeah, people yep. who just like overload with non-relevant niches, Yeah, for which sure. that's obviously a big problem. And um, so everything, yeah. everything that you're doing is organic. It's completely content-based. Yeah. Are you guys utilizing AI? We are. Yeah, in some ways. We were very hesitant. We were probably the last... Uh, I was not on the hype train. 
of yeah. GPT or anything like that. I was not on the hype train with that, which is actually hilarious. As you see, it's, I don't know if you saw, it's now shut down in Italy. No. Um, it's in the courts all over. Musk is trying to really pull back on open AI. Hmm. Um, there's all kinds of problems with it. Um, I had no clue. Yeah. I mean, essentially, I think I'm not an expert in this field at all, but essentially what it boils down to is like, there's a lot of plagiarism issues with it. With GPT, well, for it's sure, yeah, just it's just scraping so content from different yeah. places and trying to formulate yeah. well, it, right? One hundred percent, and uh, and it's also a little bit out of control. Like there oh, needs yeah. to be and some regulations around some of this stuff because it's, it's moving insane. like super fast, super fast. Like some of the deep fake stuff you see now, it's it's, wild. it's so <laughs> yeah. scary. We're gonna, like, yeah, we're gonna do a Trump sitting with like. Joe Rogan on the podcast oh, talking about do. Taylor Chip. Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please do, man. Yeah. And you know what? The, and the scariest part about it is if you put it on Facebook, 85% of Facebook users will believe it. You know, sure. like, yeah. it's just, it's yeah. so, it's so believable how deep it goes sometimes. Yeah. No, so it's super, super awesome. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're utilizing it as much as we can at this point. Yeah. I mean, I mean for video editing too, like you crazy. just throw in videos and it cuts it for you. Yeah. There's, um, some been, been some amazing tools I've used recently. Even like we had a room in our house we were trying to repurpose yeah. and some amazing, uh, you know, reimagine your home AI type of stuff. You just take a picture of your room and it just does all the, and it's like, it's, it's <laughs> happening so fast. Yeah. Right? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, it's like anything in tech, right? You wonder mm -hmm. what Pandora's box looks like when you start to get into some of this stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so all that to say, at least in our world, we do content writing all like, so we'll, we'll kind of use, um, open AI or we actually don't use GPT-4. We kind of use a, a subsidiary of it. Um, but we will kind of use that to get a baseline of content and then everything's human proof to edit it. We really do tweak a lot, but it gets ideas on paper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Sure. You definitely have to edit a lot of things. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I just gave it for like the software that I'm building. I um, camera showed me this thing yesterday, so I just took like the next. I was like, I have to try this. So I took the next thirty minutes for it to like write me out the pitch deck mm -hmm. for it, and then the developer map. Nice, and it like did it really well. Nice, yeah. So. so you answered all the questions and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Well, I mean, it it kind of like it makes you like if you ask ask it right it makes you answer all the question and then mm -hmm. it just like puts it out so it's almost just like copying what you say yeah mm -hmm. in a more strategic way but yeah it's been interesting too like with my staff trying to pivot um value in things like with my with my copy team like with my writers how many people do you have on uh, i think on that team there's about 10 people who earn yeah nine or ten people who are like full-time copywriters and 600 yeah. websites you have right now Six thousand websites. Six thousand. i mean yeah. six thousand websites and they're all leased out yeah yeah generally yeah or, or the majority of them you know we'll own a handful of them that just kind of sit in our back pocket and just generate even if it's a 100 bucks a month or something yeah. our overhead each site is between four and five dollars a month or something oh, wow, like that so it's, it's it's very low per site so we could just hang on to sites in our back pocket yeah and let them kind of do their thing um and then you know with my writers it is kind of like you know I, i've always had a challenge too personally of how do i pitch value to people but still also lean it help them lean into technology right because ai especially chat gpt could be viewed as so threatening to content writers like you yeah. know, a lot of people could see that as like a replacement of their jobs, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. how do you inspire people to use it as a tool and let them see it as what it is, as like supplementary to, for well, sure. It just, I mean, it has to come down with to, it comes down to like, are you valuable? 
Yeah. I mean, in the most like happy way, mm-hmm. like we're, we've dealt with that where we've eliminated 15, 16, 17, almost 20, about 15 to 20 positions mm. in the last like six months mm. um, with, and this is just equipment automation. Yeah. Um, and we're working on, like we just eliminated another one and then we have probably a few more that we're going to eliminate as well. And we've not fired a single person mm. while doing it. It's just as people quit, we're not rehiring. Wow. Um, and so that's kind of like been our answer to that because it is like, you do like hear talks too of some people like at doing this position who are just like, well, uh, yeah, the machine's going to do everything, my job soon or whatever. But we, if they're really good, we always find a place for them. Yeah. So. And, but that's everything, right? Like that's been the last decade of technological innovation. I was driving down the street today and there was a, you know, the, it was came down to one lane road, and so there was a flagger on each side. But the flagger was like a like a just an automated flag that came down and stopped traffic Whoa. with a flashing yellow light, and then it went back up when it was your turn to go. And the the wow. you know two uh, flags just kind of that. like <laughs> wait, where were you? It was right over here on um, Fruitville. Oh wow! It was I, right have, yeah, I haven't seen Dude, that. It was yeah. the first time I ever saw it, and it, so it replaced two flaggers on both sides, <laughs> yeah. waving you. You went to go, which right. I've always thought that seems that like seems the world's like, most miserable job. I don't know how that is a real right. position. You get to smoke all day, though. I guess so, dude. I wish. And uh, drink your Turkey Hill iced tea gallon. That's right. right. Hold the gallon. Or a, a, like, or, or a monster. That's yeah, kind of the monster, two. Yeah. Or a monster. That's kind of the two things. Yeah. But it, right, like that is just that is the the nature in the last I don't know. 10 plus years, right? Of yeah. just technological innovation and how it's continually changing jobs all over the place, at least in lead gen world and in uh website, it's man, it, it is kind of crazy how much you can automate these days. Yeah. 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 So wait, so what's the growth been from zero sites to 6,000 sites like year by year? Like how did you mm. get to 6,000? Man, it's, um, yes. Yeah, so we started with just, you know, us and then one virtual assistant. And then from there, we went from one virtual assistant to two virtual assistants to three to four to five. And then when we had 10 something, you know, we said, let's grab our first US employee. And each one of those people were building X amount of sites a week. They kind of had quotas and followed our SOPs. And, you know, we just would lay out a bunch of different, you know, KPIs to them for every month. Like here's, you know, certain site score statistics, certain page speed statistics, certain whatever Mm -hmm. um, that they need to actually meet to make sure the product that they're building is strong, right? So I think our biggest thing was setting up really good QC boundaries. Like here are the metrics for every site. Like it's a black and white thing, you know? Um, It's very different. Like, does this taste good? Like that's a very subjective opinion. With us, it's everything's metric based. So we're able to know, hey, what's it ranking at, at a certain date after you hit publish or um, certain metrics of the site, right? So uh, all that to say, it's allowed us to be able to scale a little bit easier Uh um, because it's pretty black and white with how you're actually building things. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's just getting the right people keeping your KPI straight and then making sure everything's built well. Uh, and then obviously as funds come in, it allows you just to continue to build more and right. build into different places. Where were you finding your initial VAs? Uh, we used Upwork. Okay. Yeah. An nice. online platform called Upwork. It was really solid. Um, we've grown to the point now where like, we, you know, we don't have 6,000 relationships with mom and pops all over the country. Now mm-hmm. we have national brands. So, um, we've got national pest control companies or national mold remediation companies or whatever it is oh, nice. who will just buy our traffic in any corner of the country that we could possibly build. Um, so 
there will be outliers, right? Like there aren't really national concrete companies. There aren't yeah. really national roofing, roofing companies. Um, so those niches will have to kind of go through and find, you know, mm -hmm. mom and pop relationships. But that has been uh, a massive point in our scalability because now it just opens the floodgates. We know that right. we can build endless amount in this certain niche and they'll pay us a consistent price per call and we'll be able to continue to um, <laughs> this, build into this usually happens this ever you're down three now since i've been sitting <laughs> here down three yeah we, we kind of just you've been down two now yeah we kind of just uh need a better system wow, you know dude. that's okay this i mean the studio, next million you studio is a work in progress yeah, yeah for sure zero dollars yeah. it's the last the it, this, this is the last format that we think about every single week so Perfect. There you go. I also like how you didn't do like horizontal, vertical, horizontal. You no. like horizontal, <laughs> vertical, vertical. It seems, it's, yeah. I mean, it adds a little much, style, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> I like it actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah you guys are cookie people. You're not designers. I get it. No. Well, I mean, we say oh, we're arti artisans of taste, not, not design. design. And oh, uh, that makes sense. this podcast design. is definitely, uh, we might, we might actually upgrade it. That's well, we got to launch it first officially. I yeah. like it, man. Yeah. I yeah. think it's nice. Yeah. No, I, that episode of The Office where they're in the, uh, <laughs> with the Michael Scott paper company where he's just in that closet and they're all sitting around a poker table. Right. And he's got the bathroom sewer pipe running down. So every time <laughs> yeah. somebody goes to the bathroom, hold on a second. <laughs> you just hear the flushing behind him. Yeah, it's pretty much here. I feel like I'm in the Michael Scott paper company. No, I asked about VAs because we, we've been going the overseas route with some of our video editing and stuff. Yeah. So is, was there, is there a specific country that you found to be the best with, with your business and in your niche initially? Um, no, I mean, we've got good people and bad people from every company, from every country. Right. I would say, you know, the biggest thing is, um, that takes, that goes into a good conversation of team culture. Like, mm -hmm. um, how well do your people work together? We have found certain hours of the days. Obviously we have a lot of people in the Philippines who are just 12 hours behind us. Right. And they're rock stars because they just work right third yeah. shift every yeah. day, mm -hmm. um, which I wouldn't, I have zero interest in doing, but they kill it. Um, obviously by the end of the day, they're pretty beat like at three, four, 5 PM, you start to see them disappear a little bit because they're falling asleep. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, I do think there's value in hiring people a little closer to your time zone. Mm -hmm. Um, which Philippines almost like they're like work culture is set up like that though. Oh it yeah. It's like, because they're, they're servicing the U S and probably Europe and all that stuff a lot. Yeah. So. Oh, and they hustle, man. Like yeah. Some, some of my best workers. Oh, our, our architect is from the Philippines. Is he? She, she? But yeah. Nice. Yeah. But she's a, uh, she'll, she kills it. I mean, she'll turn around a store in like three days. Wow. Four days with Jeez. everything. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I'll give her like a timeline. She's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's tight. We'll try. We'll try. And then she pulls it off in 72 hours. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. It's, yeah I, I, I love having international employees. And, you know, we have been very intentional about not calling them virtual assistants amongst our yeah, teams. Yeah, like, we, mm -hmm. we do call them international staff to our to our whole Are they staff. W2s? Or are they... Yeah, they're all W2s. Yeah. Are or, they... or, or, sorry, they're all 1099s. 1099s. Yeah, they're all 1099s. I was going to say, wow. No, they, yeah, they're not that W2s. Like a tax nightmare. Yeah, no. Yeah, they're all 1099. Um, but they join us in staff meetings. So yeah. they join, you know, the whole staff and... You know, one challenge is like, do they own webcams? Uh, can yeah. they like, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them don't want to be on camera at three forty-five in the morning, yeah. right? So understandable. <laughs> so there is a lot of them have connectivity yeah. issues, uh, especially in the Philippines. There will be like waves of tsunamis or waves of earthquakes or whatever, and then your staff is gone for like a week, right? Not because anything happened to them, but because they lost power. Like, and there's just no power yeah. anywhere on their yeah. island for a long time. Yeah, yeah. 
So, so yeah, so it's, it's an interesting staff and cultural dynamic that it brings to us, but it allows us to a, obviously it's the reason people do it. You get, you know, good price labor, hard Mm -hmm. workers, like some of my staff have master's degrees and we're paying them really amazing wages for their country. Like they're killing it well above the household income. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, for us, I mean, you're talking about paying somebody four to $10 an hour Mm -hmm. and that's like, I mean like for like our architects 11 yeah or eleven fifty, or whatever and she's probably making a ton of money i mean that's a ton of uh, yeah. but for me i'm I, don't like, I can get a store flipped in i can get a store flipped for 700 bucks mm-hmm. and like all the drawings and everything yeah and it's good and and so yeah i think but for her she's probably what is that over there that's probably like 150 grand a year or probably something. yeah something like yeah equivalent, yeah so yeah yeah i love it and then they they offer really good dynamics of our staff i also hold them to really high levels of accountability too like mm-hmm. i hold them to the same standards and same level that i hold our us based staff um you know they've got to again be hitting specific kpis they've got to be performing mm-hmm. really well and i mean they also anytime i mean i'm sure this is like the same for you like anytime you post a job and you open it up to internationally you'll get thousands and thousands and thousands yes. of applications it's yeah, even there are indeed. so many people who want that seat yeah yeah i just realized that because i just did that for the first time on indeed and i didn't put a location i was like holy cow this is too many <laughs> yeah it's insane man yeah some but some of our top uh international places make anywhere from 15 to 20 dollars an hour which is yeah i mean they're really killing it yeah it's good awesome. motivation for them to work you know that yeah. that midnight shift mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah and they do everything so our international staff does everything from you know uh it server support to site building to yeah, being assistants for some of our key directors. Yeah. So right away, when you started this company, oh, she she's pretty. She's she, pretty. She's pretty crying. She's pretty crying. I turned it off. Off. Oh wow. I gotta go get my child, but camera will keep talking. I was gonna say right away when you started this company, uh, you didn't have another income because it was COVID, mm-hmm. or were you like getting paid? We were doing both. Yeah. So when we started this, it was both of us, you know, we still had our, we still had our jobs and we were just kind of like trying to, the goal was to replace your income. Right. So I think it's anybody with any side hustles, like the goal is to replace your income. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we had both and I just kind of did it in the cracks of my life. Yeah. You know, we worked on sites randomly at every evening and weekends just to try and I mean, it's incredible. It's always wild to see. You know, because there, like, there's people that do everything already, right? Yeah. But then to be be able to enter into an industry and kill it, yeah, and like scale, yeah, like the the secret sauce behind that is obviously, you know, you yeah. and if your wife helped you with it, like full yeah. time as well, yeah, yeah, that's that's key. Yeah, yeah. until we both quit. Until we both. Until quit. we both quit, and then we just started killing it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And so, um, so now, are you still involved with the day to day? Yeah, more than I'd like to be. And I think a lot of my, my job has changed significantly (laughs) as we continue to grow. Um, yeah, I mean, right now I just, honestly, my biggest thing is people it's, it's team development. It's dealing, you know, working with some of my directors and just trying to build teams, make teams stronger. Um, honestly in my seat, I deal with a lot of like just drama and people (laughs) who don't work, work great together. And I mean, that's been, that's been a big, uh, a big piece of it now. And then the next thing is, you know, just vision building, how can we continue to get better? But as far as SEO goes, I'm not nearly the smartest person on my team anymore. So, I mean, everybody on our staff is just driving the whole thing to, you know, forward for me, but you're still, you know, in the organization. Oh yeah. 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 I work a lot. 
Are you the uh, the chief growth officer as far as like if you know, step down, will the business still continue to grow? No, probably not. Not right okay. now. Which is a flaw in how it's currently built, yeah. you know. Yeah. And well, that's that's the hardest thing to replace mm -hmm. is like because you, you're the guy that with the vision. I mean, you started yeah. it. I don't yeah. know why that's the hardest thing to replace outside of just like yeah. people are content or they don't necessarily have. I think it's like it can even be like a mindset thing too, where mm -hmm. it's like. I know, like, if I go into this facility and they can't get a piece of machine going, I have no clue how to get that thing going yeah. at all. But I have to do it yeah. if no one else is going to yeah. do it, right? And yeah. so it's just like yeah. a mindset thing, Yeah, I think. And it's just like you, I think you and I have both, like, on our own kind of cracked. I've been, like, obsessed with the idea of this code mm -hmm. because, like, cracked you've cracked the code for your industry mm -hmm. just like we have. Mm -hmm. And so being able to do that once opens up your mind to let you understand that it is always going to be possible. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, I, I, I really think, you know, the key for us was how can I, I want to build a really amazing organization. I want to build, build an organization that people love to be a part of. Uh -huh. Um, and it's highly successful. I want to do both things. I, I want to treat my staff really, really well, which we do. We, I, we do treat our staff well. Everybody gets paid really well. Mm -hmm. Um, we're super flexible with everything we do. Um, and at the same time, I want to be really good. I make a ton of money. Right. Yeah. So oh, you know, that I would say, dude, bring her on. I'm going. I'm going. Bring her in. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's my biggest thing is I'm trying to trying to build a healthy organization, uh -huh. trying to leave a legacy, and I'm trying to like conquer the industry. That's right. kind of my yeah. big thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Be the biggest player. What is your wife's role like? Yeah, what are both your strengths mm -hmm. and where do you guys you know fit in with the company yeah, structure? Yeah, so she's not involved in the business at all anymore. Oh, no. Yeah, That's she awesome. stepped out. Yeah, as soon as we started getting a little big, mm -hmm. uh, she was kind of like, I'd rather just hang with the kids. Like, right, this, right. Is <laughs> this was supposed to be a side hustle. This was supposed to be just 500 bucks a month or whatever it was. Right. So, yeah, so she hangs out with the kids now and I just run it myself. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, my, my background's in ministry. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <There's Got another>. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> but backgrounds in ministry. So I think I do really well at um, leading teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm a good organizational leader. Yeah. I know I'm good at casting vision and, and inspiring people towards a certain vision. Right. Um, I know I'm good at that. I know I'm also not good at a lot of other things that I've been very strategic about getting directors to fill in those seats mm -hmm. and, you know, just continue to pour pour water onto those areas and see if we can watch them grow. Yeah. What are some of those director roles that, that yeah, replace that weakness of yours? Yeah. So I, I, uh, I've got an HR and a finance director cause I'm not administrative. I'm, I'm very poor administratively. Uh, and a lot of my staff would laugh at me for hearing me say <laughs> Um, so I've got an HR director. I've got a finance director. I've got a sales director yeah. who leads the sales team to get these stuff running out. Right. I've got a client experience director. Mm -hmm. Um, who's an amazing account manager, extremely personable. Yeah. Honey? Very personable. How's nap time? She usually takes two to three hour naps, but when mom goes away, Oh, nice. We're gonna wake up, right? <gasps> How old is she? A uh, year and two months. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So fun. Hey there. Girl dads, bro. Yeah. yeah. Love it. What's up? Yeah. 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 Two With two girls. Yeah. 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 Two girls. That's right. About that age. Yeah. One of the younger ones a little younger. Here, but. Doug, just make sure you're talking into your mic. But but yeah, we were just talking about uh, 
basically what his strengths are in the business and then what what directors he put into place to kind mm-hmm. of you know still support that yes vision. The client experience is a really big one yeah uh, making sure all of our people who own our sites or whatever are are you know really happy with the product that they own that they're making good money all of that sort of stuff right um so that's the other side of the business that we haven't really talked about much is yeah obviously we talked that we own thousands and thousands of sites these sites make money individually we also then sell these websites to mm-hmm. people who just want to own them as a passive income product meaning they can it's it's literally as simple as it sounds they can just buy a site from us they don't have to touch it oftentimes i don't even know the login they just bought the site from us right and we service it um and then whatever that site makes that month i'll give the person who owns that site 75 percent, and we'll keep 25 percent. so obviously we're incentivized for that site to continue to perform really really well yeah uh and and we get a chunk of money up front from it too right and what and so you're just looking for that chunk of money up front basically to help scale the yeah helps to scale it I mean, it helps to give people passive income on the sides yeah. and you know it's a it's a cool product for people to own it's also a, a 99.9 percent tax deductible product too how so you can write off the entire thing because uh-huh. the the business that you are buying is just the domain and that domain costs six dollars a year to own that domain uh-huh. everything else is seo servicing from us for your business uh-huh. so six thousand you buy a site from us for i don't know whatever it costs right now, $7,000, uh, $7,500. They're, they're buying the business. They're buying, they're buying the, the business for $6 and they're spending 7,000 minus $6 on servicing of that business. So it's an expense for that, for that, uh, okay. for that business. So gotcha. you buy a bunch so of sites. Purchases, but then they're hopefully reaping the rewards of the purchase mm-hmm. and they probably own the company that they're getting. Yes. They own, so they own that website and whatever the money, that w- money comes in from that website, they get to make it. So it's one of the only products I know of, that you get a tax deduction mm-hmm. and you make all your money back from it and you still continue to own yeah. at least a hundred percent, you know, of that, of that product. So, and What's a lot that? of our, our target range that we tell our clients whoever buys a site is anywhere from four to $600 a month per site. Okay. So we, people buy packages of 10, 20, 30, 40 sites and just make a bunch of money. Yeah. Wow. And now what happens when there's an update? Do they, do you guarantee that, that, um, return for a certain amount of time? We guarantee like- nothing. Okay. We guarantee absolutely nothing. <laughs> right. Uh, everybody could lose all their money. Yeah. Could, uh-huh. I mean, this, we could fight Google. Google could go down. Google, like that's that's part of the challenge of our of our business, right? Is if Google shuts down tomorrow, obviously we need to pivot to Bing or DuckDuckGo or whoever yeah. takes over, right? Yeah, right? But like our entire thing is based off of a platform. Um, now, historically, you could look at all of our data, all of our stats, all of our of sites course. to see here's how they perform, and you can make your own deductions from that. I mean, that's uh, I think that's been our biggest challenge with our company is mm-hmm. our entire growth has been totally reliant on one platform yeah now called meta yeah right (laughs) and so that i think in i think in um in 2020 when did we bring you on uh two and a half years ago so 21 no 21 beginning of 21 beginning of 21 so in 2020 we really i mean ever since we opened our business we posted every day Mm -hmm. Uh, because unlike your business our business the more volume we get you know or the more i mean your business is the same way you're just getting your traffic different ways yeah but our traffic is all like front facing type of stuff um and so we just dove huge into content and then beginning of 2020 then we brought him on 2021 no that was i guess it was 2020 yeah it was 2020 no maybe it wasn't i don't know we brought him one as like the content director to build out the content team so now Mm -hmm. we're doing three to five hundred pieces of content every single month 
Nice. Or every single day. Three to five pieces of content every single day. Hundred pieces of content. Oh, three hundred. Yes, yeah, correct. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. one month. And so, and because like Facebook had I had that working so well, mm-hmm. I was like, this can't, this can't last forever. It was yeah. like, it was like fifty cents for a new customer. Yeah, or like to spend fifty dollars all of twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then before, and then even after twenty twenty, it was like five to twelve dollars for a new customer to spend sixty. Yeah, with us, and so it's amazing. Dude. You could spend you you can grow into literally forever. Yeah, doing that because yeah. you have. Well, and your 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 market is acceptable by, by anybody, right? Anybody can who has twenty bucks can buy some cookies, yeah, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our market's a little more challenging, especially a, either a you're a contractor and you want to buy a bunch of leads from us, yeah. right. or b you've got a big stack of money sitting around and you wanted some tax deductions, right? Yeah. Right. So the targeting of that has become a little trickier to like find those people. So we we have a really solid um, affiliate base of okay. people who turn around and sell, sell our sites to their network and then they yes. keep a cut of the commission. Yeah, that's so we, we had to do it that way because that's how you get into big networks and big circles. Yeah, so, right? how do you, what's, so how do you sign up affiliates and how do you make sure that they're actually affiliating? Yeah, so we've we've got metrics that they have to hit. Um, you know, we do hold them to a certain standard, and you know, they they have to hit certain numbers monthly. Right. Um, they also have to be trained really well. Um, obviously, with the nature of the product, they have to understand it through and through. So they're not pitching it as a "here's what you're going to hit. This is your return. This is your like." It's not an investment. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not an investment. You're not buying an investment product. Obviously, we're not regulated. Nothing like that. We're we're just a we're just a website that can get some money because people pay us money for that traffic. And mm-hmm. you know, if you want to buy it from us, Hey, we'll service it for you. Yeah. We're essentially just a done for you lead gen service more than yeah. anything. It's just a yeah. product. Uh, and so we, um, train our affiliate salespeople a lot. So they know exactly what they're selling and what they're not selling. That's a uh-huh. very important distinction. Yeah. Um, and you know, just all the standard salesy stuff, how to overcome. So and who's, but- well, yeah. How are you finding those affiliates? Like, is it Facebook ads? Is it because mm-hmm. you're not very big on social? No, it's mostly, so, it's yeah, mostly network. It's all network based stuff. It's just like, I mean, y'all could be affiliates. I mean, if you, if you have the right network and right. you know people yeah. who would be interested in buying sites, I mean, you know, we'll offer a commission on anything you sell. And that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a good it's a good way to do it. So you know, you just get into big circles and you just get bigger mm-hmm. and bigger people. And we do have some celebrities who sell for us, and so we've got some big names now who sell for us. Can you say any of those big names? I or? can't. No. You so do you go to you go into masterminds and your and stuff like that and meeting these people, or how are you meeting these people? Yeah, I'm 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 weird, and this is like I don't know, maybe part of my distinction as a person, but I I don't know. I just, I'm not in those rooms. I, I'm intentionally just try and hide as much yeah. as I can. Part of it is because our product is like in some ways capped. Like we've grown so much that there's so many ways that we are like struggling to keep up with demand. Uh-huh. And so for that, I'm like, man, I'm not going to go out there and try and build a massive market, sell as many sites as I can, 30, 40, 50,000 a month or whatever. Um, a, we don't know that there's market capacity for that. And right. B, we don't know that there's production capacity for that. We, mm-hmm. we can't like insist that all of our sites are going to kill it. You know, for we got to make sure our systems can handle that. Right. So right. Um, for partly those reasons, I just kind of try and fly under the radar. That yeah. was the same way until like, my biggest thing was like, if I'm doing other things that I'm not like the best advertiser on Facebook or whatever, mm. the, whatever the thing is. But I, I changed that for like a year. Um, cause when, when the big iOS update happened, mm-hmm. that's like, that's what happened. I mean, we, our marketing 
route, our 100% uh, security in getting new customers was kind of like just taken away. Yeah. Um, and so I started doing like mastermind stuff to try to like meet people, see what other people are doing, what my new expectations should be. Uh, but it's like a... <sighs> It's a world that you could just kind of get sucked into, and yeah. it's not really worth. There's no value there for yeah. like uh, someone who's not selling like a course. Or yeah, something exactly. Like that. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So there's, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just, I just step back from all hi. our masterminds. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so funny because I've been pretty underground with how we've grown our business. Mm -hmm. Anytime, like it's got, kind of happened to you. It's like, wait, so what are you doing? Like, when did this start? You don't post about that ever? And now yeah. you're pulling half a mil a month? Like, what right. are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, and yeah, it was the, my favorite conversation with, with my parents because they were very confused how I was. Right. How we it's went like, oh, from, did you join an MLM? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or there's definitely drugs. Like, yeah, something, yeah. <laughs> something weird is going on here in some yeah, right. direction. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I intentionally kind of just try and not be overly uh yeah big on my social it's great if you can build you know a multi-million dollar business without ever having to be on social is honestly yeah. a blessing yeah well we're yeah and we also realize we're a unique industry like yeah. i i there is nobody in the country that is in the world that is selling sites like we are and generating you know lead generation on the volume that we are yeah so it's a cool industry because like it's we're literally pioneering a lot of it, but mm -hmm. it also sucks in a lot of ways because anytime we face adversity in our industry, it's like well, there's nobody we can look at and be like, here's how they right. solve for this hurdle at their point in their life. Yeah. Like it's just innovation. Like it's um, that's been a big challenge for us. You would never, would you ever think about doing a mastermind or teaching your strategy? Honestly, I don't like when people come into our space. Like the, the industry <laughs> of lead gen is, it's finite, right? Okay. Um, because again, I go back to like, there's only so much space on Google, like, yeah. and to yeah. create a ton of competition for ourselves is not helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, for a little while we like had a course where we were actually teaching people how to build lead gen sites. Like we were like, here's how we did it. Here's how it grew. And then we're into this course. We had, I don't know, 40, 50 students in it or something like that. And then I'm ranking a site in a new city. And I'm like, man, that there's another site in there that looks like a lot of like, it's a lot of like what I would do. It's like everything I would do. <laughs> right. And then sure enough, it's a kid in my class who is like, kill it, killing it. Yeah. Good for but him. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah. wait, why are we doing this though? Like right. we have like, and we're just, that's still your core business. Yeah. Versus... I was like, we're, yeah, it's still our core business. And I was just like telling all of our secrets, Hey, here's how we did it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so finally we got to the point where we were like, I mean, it is finite. Like it's not, you know, there's only so many of these things we can do in only so many areas. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we were eventually just seeing the level that we were creating competition for ourselves. We're like, this is just not, this is not it right now. Right. <laughs> so we backed off and now, you know, yeah. Yeah. we kind of shut that down to yeah. ourselves. Cause that's, I mean, that's your, your, your core business is yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's not a consumable cookies. We sell the same thing to yeah. people. You know. I could eat them every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. And you so, wouldn't want to, though. I wouldn't want to. I've been right. through that phase of my life. <laughs> <laughs> For those who didn't yeah. know, I, uh, Taylor Chip is my, uh, it's my onboarding gift to my new staff. Really? Is it? Did you know that? I didn't know that. No. Wow. <gasps> Do you want a cookie? Do you how, eat cookies? How often are you, uh, onboarding new staff? Regularly. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We've done, I don't know, a bunch of them. Yeah. Send them out to staff. Yeah. Are you part of our cookie club? 
I don't know. I've asked my assistant. I'm not sure. Man, I mean, so I've seen cookie. your order. I've seen your order come in. Or no, oh, yeah? you shared it with me one time. You're like, oh, oh did I? Yeah. Yeah, no, my I'm assistant like, no places way. them. Anytime we get new staff, she ships them. Uh, yeah, that's wow, incredible. Ships them Taylor yeah, Shop. it's so wild. I mean, life, like, is just wild, you know? You think about how far both of us have come from yeah. in just like four years or well yeah. you're three years I yeah mean, since you started basically. it's just crazy man too because like i feel like i feel like there's always those people like looking back at me three years ago you four years ago however it's been it's like you like watch people at least me personally maybe this wasn't you but i'd be like that's never gonna be me dude i was just a musician in church like yeah, I, right. I, I was i would always think like there's no way that i'm gonna be that guy who like figures out some crazy like market that is yeah. super green and can just build into it and it works really well like yeah and so that's the weirdest part for me is because i used to be cynical about the me type of people like, uh, I, I do remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean yeah. like that's just dumb like the, yeah. you don't just make yeah, well, all you were you like, were a uh a starving artist <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I still yeah. yeah i'm still a starving artist but i'm starving and emotionally not a, not, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not financially Aww. or physically <laughs> that's like that's that's the classic artist right Wait, so wait, so what was the vision of your life then when you were a pastor playing music? Yeah, man, it was just, I, anytime, I mean, I thought, you know, anytime I could make 50 grand and I make that next little bump to my next, you know, position, it was like, it was a massive win for me. Right. Um, I would say right now it's, you know, I, I still want to play music. I still want to be extremely influential in people's lives. And the goal right now for me is I'm trying to retire in the next like four or five years. Right. Nice. That's my life goal. Yeah. And how old are you? I'm 31 right now, so I'm going to retire by 35. If I could be completely done by 35. I'm You're only 31. Yeah. Man, I thought you were older than me. No, I'm a baby. Are you older than me? No, I'm, well, you still are older, but I mean, I thought like, I thought you were like, oh, you thought I was 30s. old, old. Yeah, I thought <laughs> you were into your 30s. No, I just no. turned 30, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah no, that's the goal, to so retire. Nice. But, because uh, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a serial entrepreneur, I don't think. You right. probably are. I don't, I don't know that I am. I think that's the difference. I mean, for me, even when I was cleaning it, like, I always knew yeah that like I was gonna have a billion dollar company okay like that was always my goal yeah um and we're still working towards that we're still very far away from that goal yeah very far away but the path is there would you ever sell sell the business I don't see that as a I I see acquisition as my okay nice so as in I'm buying okay companies yeah yeah so I would never sell I think um I mean, our numbers work in a way, which I don't like talking about. I've never really talked about this publicly, but we'll talk about it. Our numbers work in a way that it's uh, around $150,000 to start a new store. Okay. Um, Great. And get everything up and running mm-hmm. um, if we're doing our own. And we've done them for 40000 and we've done them for, but I'm just saying 150 for like Philly. How many stores like you got? So we're working on seven more right now, but we only have three. Okay. Because nice. e-com was always so big. Yeah, yeah. And so how we've built the business, because we had... Um, no loans and um, no no fall fallback. Mm-hmm. So we've always had to be conservative in how we've gr- we've grown as fast as possible while being conservative within that growth and always making sure that we yeah. pull out a profit at the end of the year. So have you leveraged now, or do you no. do you bootstrap all your new? Still your bootstrap, new but we're about to close on a, a good sized loan. Oh great! Um, that we're gonna and we're leveraging our next seven stores, mm-hmm. but 150 that gets paid back usually within the first month. Mm-hmm. We're completely at baseline. All expenses, everything to open the store, all equipment is paid for after well, we open the first month. Mm-hmm. And then from there, uh, you're 150. And then from there, uh, we'll be anywhere between 1.2 to 2.2. Wow. Uh, top line growth at a 
the way we run we run it very unique to other people because everything's vertically integrated so if we're making caramel we make that all where our expenses is the sugar mm -hmm. right because we're literally making that from scratch and we're automating more and more so our as we grow our business our cost to produce doesn't grow wow and so we're able to get our bottom line to continue to grow because everything that we offer, we want to make sure that we're producing it because yeah. then you're not having to deal with the wholesale rate. You're just, mm -hmm. you're, you're buying sugar, you're buying raw goods. Yeah. And so that's the best thing for us. But then, yeah. So then that ends up being last year, our retail was a 30% net wow. okay. on, on the retail. Yeah. So if you, if you were kind of just going bootstrap from zero stores to six stores or however many you were doing, like. What was the thought process in taking this loan now? Um, the the thought the thought process comes in. Hi. Um, someone's excited. The thought process coming it. into the loan is we Hershey our Hershey location was supposed to open in May yeah. of last year, and it did not open till September. Mm. And we have our money tied up in that store, so we need it to open. Yeah. And then we need to pay it back, and then we can think about the next one. Yeah, but we're finding the the trend is with it, that's why we only have three locations because mm -hmm. we open one, and then we're like, okay, we'll open another one, mm -hmm. and then that other one takes way longer. And so the reason why we're taking on is because <laughs> is because our we're trying to build our pipeline of stores, mm -hmm. and the risk with that is all of a sudden you come to terms mm -hmm. it at two locations or five locations mm -hmm. all happen within the same two months and now you need money yeah um but the way that we were doing it is we open one we pay it back we look for another one we sign the loi or we you negotiate the terms you sign the loi you move to leasing a year later you open another one yeah and so the the goal with just taking on and it's not it's it's non-equity debt it's all bank mm. stuff mm -hmm. um so that's great and yeah. it's all the only thing that we're doing is completely open line of credits. Oh, okay. So we, and they're all at at whatever the prime is. And yeah. So it's the lowest interest rate. You, can you may have said this. What's your operating cost on the store? On the store, as far as our typical payments and oh well, like the like our written house location in yeah. Philly. Yeah. All in for like the lease and the net and everything, right under ten thousand. Sweet. Um, but then you have your employees and stuff like that, but those only grow because we're not manufacturing there. Employees right. are solely relying on sales. Yeah. So yeah. it's only the sales only grow as, or the employee cost only grows as the sales grow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, our nets are like 60 our or our gross, mm -hmm. um, is like 68%. Wow. And then that, and then if we're really spending on advertising and stuff, we, trickle that down to like 29 last year yeah yeah and so uh but we didn't it was better than that but anyway it's just how you we did our books yeah. but yeah yeah so yeah. so it's just a really good investment which is why we've which is why if we continue at this pace with which for us it's all about brand recognition it's all and like so if we're able to continue at this pace then with even a five hundred thousand dollar loan we're now opening seven stores at a time mm -hmm. um and we're able to then each store and ends up generating so much extra cash flow that it just becomes a steamroll. Yeah. So it might it take it'll take us ten years longer than it took Crumble. Yeah. Because we won't franchise. Right. But right. we'll have a way better business, and the end of it, we'll have a way better business, and we'll be way more uh, cash positive 
yep. as well as have way more leverage and um, intellectual property leverage mm. as well. Do you have so, any relationships with the crumble? No, 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 not at all. Just <laughs> pure hate. I think everybody in the cookie industry doesn't like them because their cookies suck and they're not cookie people. They're just business people, they're just business people that entered yeah. into the cookie world and uh, just tried to, and they did a good job. Like mm -hmm. what they did was good. Yeah. Good job for what they're, I mean, they're going, they're definitely going for like an exit. They're probably trying to get, like, Oh yeah. Oh, they're, I'm sure. they're, they're trying to get, you know, your, they're probably, I don't know. They're probably trying, they're basically seeing, they're trying to exit right before they become five guys. I, I'd okay. imagine. Yeah. And yeah. just from an outsider looking yeah. at like sure. Subway, five guys, Quiznos, yeah. Jimmy John's, all yeah. those type of things. They sure. grow super quick. Can you take her? Thank you. We're having, yes. we're having so much fun with her. She's, she's doing great. She's really? killing it on the pod. She's doing yeah. great. She's really putting her input in. Oh, and it's going to be great, especially in the editing process for camera. Uh, oh, going to love it. It's going to be great. <laughs> Only a couple times smacking the mic. We'll be yeah. solid. Hi, Sarah, by the way. Hi, Sarah. Brandon. Nice to yeah, meet you. Yeah, good to meet you, sir. Bye, Annabees. Have fun with mom. Yeah. So, and that was Sarah. Um... So yeah, that's just I, I love I I love the Chick Fil A model, and you know yeah. if you think about Chick Fil A, how many better chicken sandwiches are there? Probably five mm -hmm. or more. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wouldn't say that Chick Fil A has the best chicken sandwich there is. No, they have the best brand. Mm, arguably, their chicken sandwiches are really good. Yeah, like I who, mean, who are I, you gonna? I, I, who is probably not, who are you but, gonna put above Chick Fil A? Popeyes. Popeyes. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Hands down, Popeyes. You guys are crazy. Well, yeah. Maybe not this Popeyes, but there's been some Popeyes. That... <laughs> yeah, the one on Man. I mean, uh, that one is not the best. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that one. <laughs> yeah, but you're still it, great. It doesn't matter because I go to Chick Fil A way more than I go to Popeyes. Mm. Right. Um, because of their because of their brand. And so really if you're looking at their business and studying their, their business, you know, they started they started plenty of people have started making chicken sandwiches and stopped making some chicken sandwiches since they started. Um, they've never been the biggest up mm -hmm. until maybe now they are. Um, but they really had hidden locations inside of malls and different and different areas for the longest time, smaller hidden locations, and they just and to combat that they focused on marketing yeah and the marketing and the long buildup of marketing is what brought brought in that brand equity and mm -hmm. so we've been able to do kind of that in a short period of time our our 1600 square foot location that nobody can see from the road which is located on Mannheim pike did 1.2 last year wow right and that's only two thousand something dollars a month in rent mm -hmm. right. and so we know that and our little market stand will do like that's only open four days a week. We'll do like 900 this year. Wow. And uh, give or take 100. Um, and so we know that in these hidden locations, we know that people like what we're doing and we know that it works and we have the systems and teams. We're always growing, of course, but, but it's doing good. So that's why we're like, okay, let's go to these A type locations and get a line of credit so that we can build out instead of having to do one store at a time, which takes a year each time. Yeah. Let's do four. Let's add four or five this year, mm -hmm. and then we can add ten or twelve next, ten or twenty next year, and then we can add fifty, sixty the year. I love it. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm always thinking about this about the value of um, consistency too, though. Like, sure, there's absolute truth of the quality of Chick Fil A's chicken sandwich, or people will also point to the organization 
and what they do 100%. as an organization. Um, I think all those things are extremely valuable. I don't think people are driving down Chick-fil-A or driving down Lincoln Highway and they pick Chick-fil-A because like, oh, they just did this thing recently, this charitable thing. I'm going to go support them and get a chicken sandwich. Like, no, they're hungry. It's consistent. Yeah. They know it, They know what to expect. It's going to be mm-hmm. the same thing every single time. Um, obviously, organizations have this like, you know, complex where they need to do all of this amazing like charitable things. Obviously, you should be doing that. That's great. I don't think that's what's driving your, organizational fo- your organization forward, though. Like you're, no, not, you're not making a ton of money off of that. In my thought and opinion, like the, the, the number one crucial thing, and this is what you guys are killing at, is consistency. Oh, you're going to have like, that. you're going to have a good experience and a good cookie every single time. Yeah. Right. Like it, there's just, there's consistency there. And I would say that's just as much, if not probably more valuable than things like location or design of the store or whatever it is. hundred percent. I've been mm-hmm. to some divey Chick-fil-A's. Yeah. Not every Chick-fil-A is gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, there's been right. some divey ones. They're just as packed as the gorgeous ones. Yep. Right. Which shows that I think the cred there is, is consistency yeah. and experience for the client. Right. And I would say, and I would say their, con- their consistency is in top of what top of mind consistency is for Chick-fil-A is their customer service yeah. and then their food. Yeah. Which all comes down to your, which is a, I would say really it's the brand and the customer service. The food is the last thing you think about, mm. which is intellectual property. Mm-hmm. And that happens. And that, that I don't, I've ne- there's never been a business that, that scaled to like, you know, like a five guys size yeah. as quick as they, they sold 3,000, 5,000 locations. Yeah. Quick. It's interesting. And kept that brand equity. Yeah. The same. Cause I often, we often, as I mentioned, we, we, I drive when I go from Philadelphia to our house or from when I go from here, from our house down in uh, Sarasota. Oh, wow. So I drive every time. Um, and it's a long time on the road. I intentionally wait for Chick-fil-A's to stop. Like, yeah, I'll pass a million other fast food places. Why do mm-hmm. is it because their food's like that much better? Dude, I love some McDonald's. Like the problem is <laughs> you get that mixed stomach a little bit later right. and it just feels horrible. Like yeah. you just don't feel great. Um, not that it's even necessarily a feeling, but I do think like there's something that draws you when you talk about the Lord. It's not the Lord. It's the Lord. No. <laughs> I'm also drawn to uh, Zaxby's and I would say that is not the Lord. There at Zaxby's. I've never had Zaxby's. Oh yeah. No, I'm they're down kidding. South. Yeah, right? they're down South. Yeah. They're I just fun. had Cane's. Is it Cane's? Raising Cane's. Yeah. For it's the first one. time. What'd you think? I mean, it was chicken fingers. I don't know. It, it was, was Chick-fil-A. Is that what you're no, say? it was chicken fingers or something, right? Oh, That's yeah, all they fine. do. It's yeah. fine. It's great. Yeah, it's fine. It was right. It was literally mm. like their breading and stuff was in between what Chick-fil-A and Papa's is. It was perfect in the center. Okay. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It's, I, I just, I think so much of it, at least for the general public, I'm sure there's a lot of it. It's probably proximity is probably a very large factor for a lot of people like but how far off of a highway are you going to go for a chick-fil-a four miles i would draw i would go past yeah you know, arby's and burger king and mcdonald's right exactly like if it, if it said 20 minute detour i'd probably consider it yeah you'd probably consider it right yeah. but i would say for all of these large companies at least at least fast food chains around the mm-hmm. country right probably one of their biggest strategies was proximity to population Right. That's yeah. probably that's probably a, a so large good factor. Of it. Yeah, good locations. Yeah. Make sure you're making sure you're kind of setting Visible. your your flag in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've all killed it at that, obviously, right? Um, but I think consistency in the experience of whatever you're doing, and then proximity, ease of use for a consumer, probably the two 
largest factors for growth, yeah. right? Um, so, well, one hundred percent, especially if you're talking about a location based type of yeah. business, and so yeah, for and that's what we we've seen, and our struggles have been has been we have really good consistency and branding and like social awareness, mm. but our locations are horrible, and so that's why we're. That's why, also, why we took on, we're taking on a loan is just because we can get better locations. Yeah, I was gonna say, which yeah, take longer to get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your locations, yeah, getting better locations is gonna be a lot more expensive mm-hmm. to get on South Street in Philly or whatever you're trying well, to do. Well, yeah, but like, like te- for us, um, we our numbers have historically always been so much mm-hmm. that like, you know, we were doing eight hundred a year out of a out of an eight by twelve market stand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm in the back of a market that ended up getting shut down because no one could make it work. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, we know that even at 800,000 a year, we can support a $10,000 a month rent, which is the highest we'll ever pay no matter where we go because our store, because we do centralized manufacturing, yeah, we can be very flexible with our store size. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And I would say again with product and experience, that's been like our main name of the game, man. It's just yeah, get trying to get every site, every product, every buyer to be consistent. Mm-hmm. When you hit that consistency and you get, you know, into your sweet spot of product performance, man, you yeah. know, you know how how fast that snowballs, right? Yeah. But it's the inconsistent product experience that puts hiccups in the rest of it. It's the one bad review or the one bad, you know. And you're always going to have, I mean, especially, oh, you're always gonna have that, especially if you're, I mean, you guys have grown yeah. even faster than we have. Yeah. And so you're going to, we mean, have that you, all the time. You'll, you have that all the time, but you just, it's, it's almost like, it's like, okay, these customers are who we're learning from. We don't expect them to come back. I don't know how to, how you, you kind of compartmentalize that because if you're going to move fast, things are going to break. Of course. And there's going to be people. Besides just good customer service, just being like, "Hey, full refund. We're sorry." Yeah, you know. But, yeah, yeah. No, I well, twofold, right? It's hard to not take it personally. Yeah, I, this is uh-huh. your baby. It's your name, right? Like this is my baby. It's not my right. name, but it's my baby, right? And so you get emotionally attached to it. And so I think a lot of the times it's <laughs> it's made me a better consumer as well. Like yeah. when I'm dealing with other businesses, I, mm-hmm. it's made me react differently mm-hmm. than I used Same. to. Because I'm like, dude, I would never. I will never send my food back at a restaurant, bro. I'll uh, eat anything you give me. So here, uh, so so no wait wait no no don't talk for a second. When oh. you go when you go to a restaurant, right, uh-huh. Chick Fil A or Chipotle or anything like, are you ordering just like what they have on their menu, or are you like nitpicking and making your own oh, thing, Dougie. right? Because what Doug does, um, well, we'll no, use Mc. Well, I'm no, no, very simple. No, he he'll recreate the menu. Like he'll oh. he'll make his own food. And yeah. my perspective on that is like, if you're going to go to the store, just get what's on the menu. You know, if you don't want yeah. olives, just tell them you don't want olives, but no, don't ask good. them that's to. That's all I do. No, no, uh, no, no, no. So no, you no. take like, hey, can I have this meat from this thing and put no, it on no, the no, bread? No, from no, no. They'll just the build from scratch, even if they don't offer build uh, from scratch. No, you know? no, or, or, or he'll go through the McDonald's <laughs> drive through and he'll ask for four patties, plain patties, quarter pounder patties, Side of cheese, no, no bun, no ketchup, no no nothing. How do they package that for you? They're confused as heck, dude. Let me (laughs) tell you. It takes them like twenty minutes. (laughs) They're like pull pull around to the side. Twenty minutes later, they'll come out. They have the button, so it's on the menu. Oh yeah. So you can buy. That's not. You could get three beef patties. Okay. That's sixty grams of protein. Thirty grams of fat. Uh huh. Five dollars and thirteen cents. 
and you are you're you're hitting your macros that day. Yeah, I mean, we're so not. Why would you not do that? Because because, because general human beings tend to operate differently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like let's to, be nice to them. You know what I mean? Tend to, <laughs> you know, they are saying, "Here's what I offer." If some, if I'm gonna come into your store tomorrow. Yeah. Like, hey, can I just have a bag of flour and an egg? Well, we don't carry those at our stores. Hey, that's not my problem, man. I got to hit my macros. <laughs> yeah. And my macros are looking for a pound of flour and an egg today. <laughs> yeah. So that's I will pull it around see? or I'm going to give you a review. Yeah. That's, well, I don't give reviews. I, don't, <laughs> I don't give reviews. <laughs> oh, man. It's something else. I dude. take what comes. Well, dude. So it's, it's definitely it, interacting with the client experience for me has been like dude i'll take the positives all day long the problem is a lot of people don't give you the positives right yeah, they do not they you, just love to give you those negatives the negative stand yeah you only hear from them when they're complaining yeah and our product is hilarious too because it's like our our lowest performing site statistically right now like our dogs will be anywhere from 18 to a 21 percent annual return our Horrible. dogs yeah exactly but so like they're really good in the yeah. context of the market in the context right. of everything else like our our bottom end is really solid um but you know the target is 400 to 600 dollars a month at that that's a over 100 it's a all it depends what our sale price is but generally that's anywhere from a 90 to 120 percent annual return right yeah. so people are like they don't care that yeah. they're getting an 18 percent annual return because the goal Mm-hmm. was a hundred percent annual return and so it takes me to step back and be like hey yeah and this is the goal we all set we th- we do think this is realistic for every site we build we think we can make about this at the end of the day you're making an 18 percent annual return i will glad i will personally buy those sites back from you right <laughs> gladly and i'll hold on to them for an 18 percent annual return because yeah. my marcus account right now ain't getting anywhere close to that <laughs> So I will yeah. gladly <laughs> take that back from you. <laughs> so it's helping people, I think, see the, uh, yeah, the whole the whole picture is difficult sometimes. Yeah. Do you have a return policy? We do, actually. We do 24, 24 month buyback. Um, if you are unhappy with it, we'll buy it 100, 100%. What you paid minus any money it's made you in the last 24 months, we'll buy it back from you. Wow. Minus any money. Nice. Yep. So, which by that time they've already made their full return anyway yeah some or they made 50% back or made yeah. 40% back I mean if you dropped $100,000 you made $40,000 in two years you know you wrote off $99,000 $99,500 or whatever and you made 40000 of it back uh-huh. and it's a product you own it's not like you're on a timeline or anything like yeah. that Right. you could turn around and sell your sites for $10,000 a site I mean there's anything you could do with it so nobody has taken us up on our return um, and because it's like, I mean, how many people do you have that own sites now? About, uh, about between 800 and a thousand. Yeah. That's nuts. So that what's the average there? Six, six sites a person, something like that. Yeah. And so that capital raise, basically that's a capital raise, right? Mm-hmm. So what did you, what are you doing with that? All that capital that you raised then? How are you reinvesting? Are you just taking it or yeah. Like what's the, why, why'd you set up this model? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because essentially what we're doing, right, is we're using their money to build their sites for them. Uh Um, That allows us to not have to foot the bill of the manufacturing cost at the very beginning. Um, So we take that money, we put it into it. Um, We we chunk it off, right? So we know, say we have a contingency fund of a thousand bucks. We know down the road X is going to happen and we need to dump some money into the site. Well, we factor that into the sale price. We factor in our sales teams, like to get it, get the site rented out. We factor their commissions into the sale price. Um, 
And then the rest of it is, you know, how much money does it cost to, to build a site? That's a decent chunk of change. It yeah. costs us several thousand dollars to build a site. And then, of course, we're looking for ways to keep, you know, product quality up, continue to drop those prices so we have more margin in it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, just using, we're just using their funds to build the site and then holding those funds to continue to better, you know, build software that helps everybody's rankings or yeah. whatever. What um what uh what's your net margins on uh on your business? That's a good question. Um they're really good. They're very good. <laughs> I would say we probably net, I don't know. 70% plus. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is really good. Yeah, it's really good. That is really good. Yeah, because I mean it's a, you know, it, two things happen. It's like Again, you're, there's minimal cost to actually build the thing. Um, the The biggest cost is in time and people and labor. But yeah. like the actual material cost, it's the cost of the domain, the cost of the server, the hosting, mm -hmm. um, the tracking phone number. I mean, those actual like raw costs of the site are pretty low. Um, what it costs to actually build it then with people and software and all of that sort of stuff, that's, uh, that's a different cost, right? But then by the time the site is making money, it's eventually just going to snowball because it stays at the top of Google because more people click on it, right? Yeah. So that natural organic CTR, the click-through ratio, is, is just sitting there. Um, and then more people click on the site, it keeps it higher, and then it continues to snowball. And so our, our monthly cost at that point is $7, $8, but it's making 600 700 1000 1100 that month. So like yeah. the actual then net cost ongoing on a month-to-month -month basis is like insane. Yeah. Um, because it costs next to nothing to host it. So then why, so then, are you saying you want you want to sell because you mentioned that, uh, or like or you asked me if I wanted to sell mm -hmm. something? Do you want to sell? Um, I think I would I sell. Um, I don't know. I probably would not at this point. Um, what I would love to do is uh, own it. Because right now I'm the owner and the CEO. I'm very involved in the business. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to own it and get a killer CEO to, to run it. Yeah. Um, for me, that kind of feels like selling it because I'm like stepping out of the yeah. business. And I'm still just getting the monthly, you know, any monthly, you know, profit or distributions we take from it or whatever. Um, that would be great. Um, but I also think there are levels to this. I mentioned earlier that we're not an investment product. We could possibly securitize this thing. Uh -huh. We could possibly turn it into security and then get in with who knows and and sell it as a security product like yeah. obviously we'd be under the regulations there would be some tweaks we have to do but like think about that market yeah that opens up a crazy market if we end up going that direction so for me it just always comes back to like what do i personally want to do like how how much am i good with um i don't know that my vision is to make a billion dollars or to, to have a billion dollar company um for me personally i'm like yeah i'll be fine with small portion of that and still on the beach for the rest of my life yeah i say that now every time i say that to somebody they're like dude there's no way you're gonna do yeah, that that's, there's no way you're gonna do i that. mean i think i think that's a very um nostalgic idea mm -hmm. that might and that will that might cause you to get to that point and then yeah. get bored three months later well i mentioned earlier that i was, <laughs> mentioned earlier that I was playing in a band What's amazing, dude, is I'm like running this business during the day and then I'm drumming for a band in these tiki bars on the yeah. beach and it's the best, dude. We're playing sets from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. to all these like drunk tourists on the coast of Florida. 
That's and awesome. It's so fun. It's by far the the best time of my week or the month or however often we're playing. Because it's just like, it's such a different part of my brain. Mm-hmm. It pays me like nothing. We're like worried about how much money we're making in tips that night. Are we going to make a hundred or $150? Like, <laughs> right. you know, like we're, we're very concerned about that. Yeah. We're playing like, dude, we're just playing great. Like Alabama and we're playing Chris Stapleton and, you know, all this like classic rock stuff or modern stuff, whatever. Just playing fun music. Mm-hmm. Everybody's having a good time. Nobody's arguing about their ROI on their sites. Nobody's trying to talk about how does the Google ranking work. They're just like, we're all just having a good time playing music. Yeah. So I say that to say like, that's my, that's well, my that's goal. That's yeah. my goal. If I can just like play music, mm-hmm. nobody know who I am, just drum in a band and be there dude that's like goals to me yeah that would be fun that's awesome eat your cookies and just sit on the beach <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. no that's awesome too and i mean yeah. from an and a minute that big word that i can't say right now standpoint i mean you're kind of accomplishing that yeah yeah until this podcast makes it <laughs> yeah huge. until, until yeah. all 10 people watch yeah, this until, <laughs> <laughs> yeah until this podcast makes it real big then i mean um, we do have uh we get organically uh 10 to 25 million views every month and uh, the number 10 to 25 million you have quite the range it's well, or 10 million to 25 million yeah or 10, 25 million the million i just said once but 10 million to 25 million nice. yeah every month but you know it's a big spread but it's just a matter of like there's sometimes our facebook video will just start going and it'll just keep going yeah and you'll just get like 20 million views on the video that's amazing man um but yeah ho- so hopefully the podcast ends up doing stuff like that that's yeah kind of i always I love it, man. The the anonymity side. Oh, is there's like, man, the word. I just I love. I'm always concerned about my kids. I'm always concerned about my family. In the sense of like, I want to. I'm just like I know it sounds like so cliche to say, but I'm I'm very much loving being a dad. I'm very much oh, loving I love like too. I love my girls. Spending time with them is just like the highlight of my day, and it's so much more fun and thrilling to me. Mm-hmm. Like. It's just you're in big conversations with staff all day long and you just go out and both my kids just have like buckets on their heads and they're just like chasing each other. That's like so much better than so many other conversations. And so I just I, I long for that in a more regularly like a more regular schedule. Um, so one day when I when I retire, that's the goal. That's awesome. So yeah. that's more time. Enjoy that. Well, on that note, I think this has been a great podcast. Yeah, man. I don't know Thank you for if- having me. If, uh, yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if uh, uh, you have anything you want to lead people to or whatever. Blueprintdigital.io. That's my website. Blueprintdigital.io. Hey, if you're a contractor, get your bunch of calls. Want to buy some sites? Let me know. There you go. There you go. Awesome. 18% annual return. Don't we can't say that. It is a it is a goal. Everything is a goal. It's a service. How much money are you gonna make this year? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's a goal. You, you never know. We not a set goal. number. Everybody's got goals. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Good to be here with you. Yeah.